you can't drink like me, you can't smoke like me. Let's party together. Oh my goodness. everybody and welcome back to another episode of the hole in none podcast with me words and my neighbor dje mr dodi fade on tonight's podcast we review hideki matsuyama's big win at the masters cozy up on the casting couch preview the rbc heritage little of this little of that you know how it goes how you doing johnny oh words i'm great except I would be a lot better if Hideki Matsuyama wouldn't have won the Masters. Or you would have done better if you had put a little coin on him instead of uh, oh, try, Cantley. Yeah, Cantley didn't play well. But congrats to uh, old Hideki. What a fucking, what a valiant performance and a win for the whole country of Japan. Absolutely. Um, it was cool. And, you know, a lot of people were saying, oh, you know, it was kind of boring and not really a lot of interesting golf on Sunday. And that might have been the case a little bit. I mean, he when he flared his first tee ball right um, on Sunday, I was like, ooh, this r- really reminds me of the last time Rory had the lead on a Sunday here. Um, but he had a pretty good um, up and down for bogey, I guess, punch out after punching out. But by the time he had done that, he had lost a stroke, and then Zalatoris birdies the first two holes, so um, his four-shot lead was down to one for a short time. But then Zalatoris goes on to have a few bogeys in the next that, – that hard stretch of like four through eight – four through seven, those holes, and uh, Hideki right in the ship. And it was pretty smooth sailing until 15, I guess. Yeah, uh, four iron from 237 yards just sails over the fucking green. But you can't, you know, I, I heard about there was a debate whether or not he should have laid up there. No and, way. And, you know, you can't, a pro golfer from the middle of the fairway with 237 yards should never fucking lay up, unless they're like bitch-ass Mike Weir or Zach Johnson. Brian Harmon or Brian Harmon, but uh, I will say uh, the the tournament was won on Saturday uh, when when Hideki comes out of the rain delay and just fucking slayed the goddamn place. Like while everyone else like couldn't seemingly get adjusted to how the greens were a little bit slower, and I heard someone say that potentially you know Hideki was is not known for his putter, and maybe slowing the greens down with that little bit of moisture is what could have could have won him the tournament there, but. How about the kid, man? The kid did not shy away from the moment. Uh, me and my boys, not you, unfortunately, but I was watching the tournament with some some of the boys from the league, and uh, we were live betting the fuck out of the kid. We we put a large live bet on the kid to win when he was down a few shots, and you would have thought we were pulling for fucking Tiger Woods to <laughs> not die. <laughs> oh, my God. No, it was, it was intense. We were like, come on, kid! And then we see this, like, big-ass, like, dude that was at a at a bar and he was like god damn i've never seen people get so riled up over golf and i was like well that's because you're six four and have a bunch of tattoos and are wearing a tank top and flip-flops sir and then 
he comes back by and like basically we catch eye contact and he's like yeah man you you really like this golf stuff nice mustache and i was like thanks man and he's like what's your name and i'm like i'm john what's what's your name man and he's like raider and i go randall and he's like no my name's not fucking randall it's raider and i was like you look like a raider raider <laughs> so yeah that was just the start of my sunday by the way after a really long weekend for you oh uh, if you ever have the chance to play Prairie Dunes, go fucking do it. It was fucking awesome. Man, I played great. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to think where we were on the Masters. Um, the Greens. Well, Hideki was number one in, on the weekend scrambling, which I feel like at Augusta is is kind of the stat. Um, and one putting goes hand-in-hand hand with that. I think he led that the field in that as well. Um, yeah, 25 putts on Saturday. That'll work. That'll work anytime. But what else? The greens were were tough on them all week because, as we mentioned on the like the lead up show, they were hard as a rock on Monday, and then they played like that on Thursday. And I felt like Friday and Saturday they softened them up a lot, like almost by design to kind of confuse the players. Did you get any of that, or am I just pulling that out? No. Um, well, you know, we mentioned it that rained they, a little. They've but got not a the ton. and and they've got the sub air. So anytime that they kind of have that oh shit moment as we mentioned on the last show you didn't want the place turning to shinnecock where phil's bitch ass stopped the putt from rolling off the green but i just think that they definitely had the place playing the hardest on thursday yeah um, and, and you see that because a guy is like um sung jm going 77 80 uh jason day 77 76 as you mentioned patrick cantlay 79 in the first round uh my guy victor perez who i placed the top 20 bet on i lost that on thursday with a 78 um so you know these guys just really really struggled thursday anytime that you have you know tournament favorites not favorites but yes the favorite dustin johnson he struggled. He misses the cut. Patrick Cantlay misses the cut. Rory McIlroy misses the cut. Some people probably could have predict that one. But, you know, you have some of the top players in the world, all guys that, oh, I like their chances this week, especially DJ and Cantlay. When they miss the cut, then you have Sungjae, who fucking finished second in November, and he almost finishes dead last. It was playing pretty hard no matter who the fuck you are, you know? Yeah, absolutely. For Thursday, though, it was not playing hard for a guy named Rosie. Uh, unbelievable. That was some of the best. That was possibly the best round. I think the scoring average was like 75, 76, and he dusted it by fucking 10 shots, 65. Yeah, yeah that was incredible. Um, unfortunately for old Rosie, he was not able to hang on to grab that elusive green jacket that he has been seeking for a long time, but he was the high Englishman. Um, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Old Paul, old Paul looked good for a little while there, but uh, he had a great tournament. I mean, making the cut at this and kind of he had a, a a pretty solid Sunday too. If I if I think he was playing with Billy Horschel, so he might have actually yeah he down he the shot a on bit. Sunday. No, he sh- he shot sixty nine on yeah. Sunday, which was as good as you know that was that was pretty goddamn good. But um, you know, it was funny. One of the most bullshit things that I thought after the first round was. Uh, our guy Abe Answer being assessed a two-shot penalty after what they said was grounding his club in the bunker. Did you see that at all? I, mean, I did. It was not grounding his club in the bunker. It was more of the, the, t- the swiping on the takeaway. He he made contact with the grain. So I don't understand how the rules are with the bunkers now. If it, if it would have been 
if he would have been better served just grounding the club because you're allowed to do that now? You, you can't ground the club in the bunker. You can ground the club in a hazard uh, or a penalty area. You cannot ground the club in a bunker. That's not the new rule then. Okay. Yeah. No. Un- unless I've been living under a goddamn rock and not grounding my club. But I know that you can ground your club like you can touch shit in a, in a hazard inside of a penalty area, but you still can't ground your club in a bunker. So if, if you've beaten any money off of me the last few months when we have, played I, and you grounded your club in the bunker, I want to be paid back, goddammit. <laughs> I have not... I'm never in bunkers. <laughs> yeah, you're too much of a fucking ball striker. Hey, Luke Donald. <laughs> hey. Yeah, that's who I think of when I think of ball strikers now. Luke Donald, who I think I I saw has made two cuts out of 13 tournaments this year. My boy, my boy Sean, the GOAT down in Dallas, he texts me at like, it, it was either like 6.45 this morning or like late as fuck last night, and he was like, dude, <laughs> 10 to 1 on Luke Donald to T20 this week. <laughs> and he's like, horse for the course. I'm like, yeah, fucking right, dude. Maybe maybe fucking a decade ago. Um, But yeah, no, Abe, he said he was gutted by the ruling, which was a fucking joke. If Patrick Reed didn't get assessed a penalty, and I know the Masters is so much different than the Hero World Championship, but it is a fucking travesty that he was assessed a penalty for what I saw uh, as far as the replay of it. Yeah, it was just a few little grains. Um, rules is rules, though, and at a place like Augusta. They're still the rules. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I will say, uh, of the first-time players, Will Zalatoris obviously kind of takes the cake, but I was pretty impressed with the T12 uh, from young Robert McIntyre, the Scot, who was also you know a first-time player. The lefty. You were all over that on the show on Wednesday, and uh, I definitely put him in my DraftKings lineup this week. Um, but I was keeping my eye on him. Yeah, he's he's got a lot of talent. He is. I think he's going to be something special. Yeah, and, and uh, unfortunately, you know, the, the only guy from Scotland that I think's been worth a damn in the last, you know, six, seven, eight years is Russell Knox. So. This kid's by far the best thing Scotland's got going on right now, and as a lefty. Sandy Lyle's suspenders, though, when he plays, <laughs> are kind of up there, too. Yeah, and you, did you see the, the the shot of him wearing an unzipped windbreaker on one? <laughs> I mean, you talk about a guy looking like he's teen off on Hefner South. <laughs> that was incredible. Yeah, no, I, I I think Sandy Lyle, it was, it was a good story of him making the cut last year, but... Um, and I love the tradition of the past champions being able to play here for life. But at some point, they got to get guys like like Woozy and you Woozy know. had a, a couple pretty good rounds. <laughs> yeah, or he, he did he make the cut? No, no, no. But uh, he seventy six seventy seven, which for a fucking <laughs> for a <laughs> for like a five foot two, <laughs> two hundred and thirty pound fucking Northern Irishman. Where the fuck is he even from? I don't know where he's from. He's an Englishman, I believe. Oh no, he's from Wales. He's, he's Wales. Welsh. That's yes, right. yes. Um, so same island. Yeah, but you know, it it is kind of crazy that Rory has seemingly played himself out of tournaments in the biggest stages. Um, as we mentioned earlier in the year, whenever he choked at the fucking his hometown event when Shane Lowry was is also a Northern Ireland and he goes on to win the thing. Rory made a, a fucking eight on the first hole in that tournament, um, and, and he never even stood a fucking chance this week. He's a head case. I hate saying it because his talent is 
off the charts. I mean, we talked about his driving all the time, but it's so funny you say that. I did see a league member out at the bars this weekend, and we were kind of chatting about – no, he played, he played with another PGA Tour guy, and basically who said, listen, Rory is terrible. Uh, I need to know – what's the league member's uh, team name? And what bar were you at? <laughs> did you get fucked up? No, no. We were netties. Oh, I thought you were going to say you had you like went to a wine bar or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's good. I went to Nettie's uh, Saturday night. Good. Just really fucking late good. after I got back from Kansas. <laughs> Did you have anyone on your Kansas trip be like, Jay, we need to talk? Yes. Yeah? Uh, not really. I will say, though, <laughs> <laughs> I will say I was not the drunkest person on the trip, and I'll just leave that to your imagination. Wow. You might have been. He doesn't listen to the show, so you can take all the guesses you want. Uh, <laughs> may or may not be related to my wife, uh, <laughs> but anyways, uh, no, it was it was so funny because you know the guys I, I went with, they some of them listened to the show. I started talking about some of these amateur tournaments that they go to around the country, and you know I'm like, hey, so what would I need to do to get invited to the Charlie Co., which is you know a very prominent two man event out at Castle Pines in Colorado. And uh, they're like, well, J.E., you just don't quite have the amateur record that it takes resume to get into a tournament like that. I was like, what the fuck you mean? I just beat y'all's ass. <laughs> <laughs> not even, not y'all. I took down one of them who, who was a good player and it's not in the league, so I can talk shit about him. Um, but it was just funny because then I devised this scheme of how I'm going to hire some, like, huge ringer and somehow, like, defy all odds to win the Oklahoma four ball and then write a letter to the, the chairman of the tournament and then show up and make a mockery of that shit. Like our boy Lee from uh, Colorado golf blog, they, they ride in those like zipped up plastic golf carts and, and Lee's just like taking choker bong rips. <laughs> It's like, hey, do you guys have those like covers over the carts here? They're like, sir, we don't, we don't allow those here. We don't have golf carts here. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, uh, I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> I have no idea where we. I wanted to shout out the where fact, we come from or where we're going. <laughs> the right fact now. that I talked shit to some former D one golfers, <laughs> and one in particular. Oh, that's funny. I think what you were saying was you were asking me if anyone asked if I had a problem. A shout out to my boy, Grinderson Cooper, by the way. <laughs> Grinderson Cooper. Our boy Coop was getting real grindy out there, holding like 18 footers for par. And I was like, they should start calling you Grinderson Cooper. <laughs> and then I said something about, man, you're almost as gay as Anderson Cooper, Grinderson Cooper. Guess you had to be there. Yeah, exactly. What else words? We're I guess talking about Rory. How he sucks yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Rory sucks. Who else? Bit, bitchway Zalatoris. Incredible. Oh, the how kid. great is it? How great is it with all the, like the hoopla around Bryson and what he's doing with the golf ball and how much weight he's putting on it that you have the skinniest man in America who looks like Owen Wilson. Well, yeah, that. But I was thinking more like. Nightmare Before Christmas skinny. <laughs> I forget that fucker's name. Anyways. I loved the I loved the memes that were comparing him to Happy Gilmore's caddy, <laughs> which I watched the tail end of that last night. He does look like that dude. I, I will say, uh, I, I just pulled this up, words. Uh, on the PGA Tours website, 
it lists Will Torres as 6'2", 165. My fucking ass. Yeah, there's no way he's 165. He doesn't look 162 either to me. No, but. and height's deceiving. You know, I, I do think, though, this guy, I, I heard a joke made that if he turned sideways, you wouldn't be able to see him, you know? <laughs> it's like, but, I mean, I, I cannot stress enough how impressive of a debut the guy was right there, could have won it. He's up to number 27 in the world now. And still doesn't have and status. S- and still does not have fucking status. And everything can be said about the fact that he's probably going to play on the Ryder Cup team, and he still may not have status when that happens. He's going to have to win to get into the FedEx Cup and to get his status. A win gets him status. Nothing. Other- he can finish second every other tournament this year, and it still will not gain him status. Uh, they may, may want to look at that. Yeah, so I, I also heard something crazy. Like Even though he's going to finish in the top 25 on the Corn Ferry, which I still think he might be number one uh, on the top 25 in the Corn Ferry, even if he finishes in the top 25, they're not going to award a 25th card. Like He's going to have his card next year. I, I do think that he gets a certain threshold of money, and he has his card next year but he just won't technically get into the FedEx Cup playoffs. And the Ryder Cup, which I think that's because the Ryder Cup is before the Tour Championship finale, maybe. I, I'm no. Not, yeah, no, it's not. But uh, I, I just I know that essentially they're only going to award 24 cards, even though he's going to get his, you know, through his play. Um, so he's not going to need to go to... Q school. Again. No, no. And, and the guys in the top 25 will get their cards anyways. But it's like, Will Zalatoris should get his card, and they should not... The 26th fucking guy should get a goddamn card, too. The FedEx deal, they need to they need to kind of have an arbitrary rule. Like, okay, yeah, if you're in the top 20 in the FedEx Cup points after, like, the PGA, then you're in. Or, you don't, or you're at least in the FedEx Cup playoff. Because he's top... I mean, what? He's top 15 He, he would be 13 if, 13 if he would have points right now. Yeah. Well, he had a big payday for him, so uh, he's not going to be worrying about money for too long, too much longer. Yeah. Who else? Uh, Bryson. Zoics. Bitch boy. <laughs> the, 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 him spitting. <laughs> him attempting to spit and spitting all over himself. Just spitting all over himself. <laughs> God, what else? I mean, playing Frisbee golf with uh, the random teens on Tuesday instead of being out at the uh, at the golf course was pretty funny. <laughs> I mean... Met a new friend today. It's just... It never ends. Signed the disc. It never ends with that dude. Uh, well, I mean, got to shout out your boy Jordan Spieth. He was right there again. Finished T3. Man, and he was working. Uh, he was working the ball off the tee, left and right. He was he was looking really good. He still has you know those shots where you're like, oh my god, that was worse than mine. Um, but no one has more magic on the golf course. Period. On Thursday, he was long on 15, as pretty much everyone was, and had a chip uh, back towards the pin, and it was going in the water, no doubt. And it, of course, it finds the flag stick and drops straight down. Uh, there's lots of stories like that. Um, so I've got a question for you. Yeah, I, I, Spieth, Spieth's back. He doesn't have to win a major to be back. He's fucking back. And he's, I think his last nine starts are seven or eight of them are top tens. Um, but here's my question. Yes. Did Xander choke? He doesn't seem to think so. I haven't seen the shot on 16 replayed and like how it sounded, whether it sounded a little chunky. Bethune Tugman. You know, I mean, 
it wasn't even tuggy. I mean, it, it was the line to where like, it was going to land right kind of on the, the bank of that hill. Um, I mean, I I look at it as a choke as like someone who is has standing, the lead. Is stand, well, I would even say is standing over the golf ball and is like doesn't want to be there. It's kind of the moment's just too big for him. Uh, I don't think that was the case with Xander. Well, you know, it wasn't good. It wasn't pretty though. At that point in time, words, I'm sitting. At, I'm sitting at Twin Peaks, and I'm looking at the goddamn TV, and he's down two. And I'm thinking to myself, "Holy shit, this is a shot everyone hits. Anyone that's in contention, right up on the hill, almost goes in the hole, taps in for birdie. Yeah, down one. Yes. And then you never fucking know what can happen if he birdies the last two. Birdies one of the last two. Hideki makes bogey Hideki's on eighteen. Leaking oil. You know, and, and so. I'm sitting there with my top five ticket, which was my only ticket to cash, by the way, which that was 250 bucks there. Um, I, I, I lost some of that with that live betting on Willie Z, the kid, uh, there on Sunday at Twin Peaks, too. Um, we need to get a sponsorship by Twin Peaks, by the way. Uh, but I'm sitting there, and, and I really thought that Xander was going to do something special and pull through and win because he was the gutsy guy. He was the guy who people expected to be there, but it was Hideki's day. Yes, indeed. Um, and Hideki's caddy, hold on, I have his name here. Shato, Shato, Shota Hiyafuji. The- Shows the ultimate respect <laughs> after, oh, yes. after he after putting the pen in and bowing to Augusta, which is some writer on Twitter who's smarter than me was like, this is the exact opposite of how the tournament opened with Gary Player's son <laughs> <laughs> putting a sponsor's like. Holding up a, like a sleeve of golf ball so everyone can see, <laughs> which, which apparently Gary Player says his name is Wayne. Wayne. <laughs> apparently he's a real piece of shit. Anyways, so I don't know. That's what his brother says. Well, yeah, isn't didn't Gary already like disown one of his brothers? I, I think that was the one who was saying, you know, Wayne's the real piece of shit here, okay. not me. Okay, because Wayne apparently a few years ago had agreed to rent a house in Augusta for the Masters for five days, and then just like. Didn't either show. didn't show or didn't pay and they had like a contract signed and the guy was like no like for the cancellation you still owe us because we weren't able to either rent our house or whatever it was sure and i guess the next time he showed up to augusta they fucking arrested his ass and he spent like three days in jail <laughs> that is awesome yes. i had not heard that story. yeah yeah fucking shit bag <laughs> um i think that you know he's apparently now banned from Augusta and banned from the Masters, which, good for him. I mean, Gary seems like such a nice guy and cool guy. You know, everyone makes a big deal about how active he is at 82 or however the fucking old he is. He makes a big deal about it. Yeah, stop fucking, stop and just keep your shitbag sons out of this thing, bro. <laughs> Send those motherfuckers back back home. They don't, need to, they don't need to be around old Jack or Lee Elder, that's for sure. You know, you saw like, we were talking about, Japanese culture a little bit and like the honor that they have oh, and like yeah. the self respect. And it's like if if that happened to a Japanese person, you'd be expected to kill yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They'll chop your dick off with a samurai you sword when you get back. Your entire family, your fa- you've disgraced your father. It's there's only one thing to do, son. <laughs> chop Here, your dick off with a sword. Here's my samurai sword. <laughs> I did see uh, you know, Barstool immediately jumps on basically capitalizing off the picture of the caddy bowing, which I'm sure that they're going to probably rip off money and he he should get some money for that. 
But we we paid Dustin Johnson a royalty off of every Golden Nose T-shirt <laughs> sold, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but the the initial um, mock up for the shirt, it like didn't show enough of his head to where it just looked like it was a <laughs> head chopped off. <laughs> yeah, headless horseman. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, that was cool. And then how about how about the pictures on social media of Hideki going through the fucking. Atlanta airport with the fucking green jacket like yeah. draped over one of the airport chairs and then like it was my fucking sweatshirt <laughs> yeah so I'm pretty sure if he is flying back to Japan did, did they say he was flying to Ch- from Atlanta to Chicago and then Chicago would fly to Tokyo? Tokyo yeah yeah so one I know that Hideki is a very humble apparently shy guy if you win two point one million, I expect I expect <laughs> Japan. Why the fuck didn't the Japanese have a goddamn big ass jet waiting for him at Augusta? You know what I mean? Like, send your boy some fucking love. Don't make him fucking wake up and hit, catch a six forty five a.m. flight to Chicago. <laughs> he was probably so humble. He's like, I already have my ticket. I wouldn't dishonor the airline by <laughs> canceling this late in the game. I'll just fly, coach. Yeah, he's just sitting there on his cell phone. He's got the fucking green jacket draped over the chair, and then he's walking through it. It's draped over his arm. He uh, he just got married also recently, I guess. So he really threw a, a hitch in our, our big theory on marriage is killing these guys. Well, And that's what's crazy is I don't think it was that recently. It's just like nobody ever nobody. asked him about it. <laughs> like I think he's been married for like three years because they talked about how he welcomed the kid within maybe the last year or so. And so they were like, Hideki, we didn't. Oh, maybe realize maybe the marriage was what derailed his ass. He had one in four years. <laughs> yeah. up to number two in the world, dropped out of the top twenty. Yeah, well, and you, that's what's crazy is is so much has been made, and and you and I talked about it too about how he just hasn't been the same Hideki, and that's because for so long he was in the top five in the world consistently. But if you go back and look at the final FedEx Cup standings over the last like five or six years. His worst finish, I think, was like 16. Yeah. So it's not his bad. It is pretty goddamn it's good. Fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, you know that it's, they have like a highlight reel of him looking at in just complete disgust after golf shots, and they're like, you know, one, oh, yeah. one or two yards <laughs> offline. <laughs> Six feet. Oh, yeah. Exactly. It's like Hideki just threw his club and he hit the fucking pin. <laughs> Uh, and I saw there was a big newspaper either in Tokyo or somewhere in Japan that literally had all 72 holes, like where the ball like the ball ended went. up and everything. And then Hideki on the other side, you know, doing the thing where he's got both of his hands raised in the green jacket. Yeah. A ton has been made about the pressure, like the Japanese media kind of puts on their players and how huge golf is over there and how these guys really are icons. So we don't need to go too much further into that, but the pressure that he has faced and like Ryu Ishikawa is an old PGA player that was supposed to be like the can't miss kid and he couldn't handle the pressure. He's gone. But Hideki now is hopefully, hopefully the pressure doesn't like increase exponentially. Yeah. He's not going to have to buy any sake anytime soon. Exactly. And I don't think that, I think that he is the kind of guy now that like there is any, any monkey on his back is fucking gone like he could never do anything ever again and still will go down as the greatest ever Japanese from Japan ja- yeah. Jap- because did you hear that supposedly they tried to put a some sort of valuation on what that win would oh, do for him and it was like a money. billion fucking dollars over I've, the course of his lifetime i heard that number uh andy north was kind of talking about how he's now that's a billion dollar win for him and it's kind of hard to wrap your head around but i can also 
I can see it. I think it's probably like like 50 million within the next 18 months for him. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. One more thing just with Brooks. Oh yeah. Oh God. to talk about Brooks. Sorry. I, I knew that he was fucked as soon as I saw that pink highlighter bullshit he was wearing on, on Thursday. <laughs> his girl, his fiance, excuse me, is officially picking out all of his shit and ruining his life. And did you see the side by side of who wore it better? And it was like him in that outfit and then her in like a pink shirt that like completely showed all of her tits at the SBs, I think. Oh yeah. Her fake tits were popping out. She wore weird. it better. Yeah. But again, Jenna is more of a, <laughs> here I am with such my high standards. She still looks like she's about 50. <laughs> her face. Her face, that is. <laughs> hey, she's an actress. She's got to show that versatile uh, range. So words, uh, as far as the picks go, one guy we didn't talk about, the new father, John Rom, T- T5. Oh, fucking. Backdoor T5. Me. me versus you. I had Spieth, you had Rom. So the entire week. It was like, oh man, I'm going to beat Jay by at least a couple hundred grand here, and then John Rom pulls out uh, five or six under, S- six under, six sixty-six under, low round of the day, low round of the day, and uh, yeah, to the surprise of no one. Well, and that was the low round, I think, by two shots. So I mean, that was a very, very big move. And before that, that's what's crazy: seventy-two, 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 and then he drops a sixty-six to shoot six under for the tournament. So. And is still the best player without a major right now? Well, I I would definitely agree with that. Um, and, and even looking... Or Zalatoris. Exactly. <laughs> well, even looking back on it, though, it's like, I understand John Rahm, the talent, everything, but, like, people forget Hideki could have very well been in that conversation of the best player without a major. And it just was never talked about because his talent seemingly was always overshadowed by somebody else. He's just so quiet, like... Because we talked about him a bunch, season three or season two, kind of the tail end of season one and a lot of last year, like kind of where he's going. And But after, you know, if he drops outside the top 15, he's so fucking quiet and unassuming. It's like, oh, yeah, he's he top 10, but it was pretty quiet. Yeah. Well, but you're right. Yes, he was <clears throat> no longer, though. Okay, so right before we go away from the Masters, I will say pretty impressive. The guys that weren't there, obviously, Cantlay, Rory, DJ, but... Some of the stalwarts that we knew would be there were, uh, as you said, Spieth, um, your guy, Xander, John Rahm, uh, Mark Leishman in the, with a top 10. He finished uh, T5. Then Rosie obviously kind of faltered down the stretch for seventh, but Patrick Reed was right there at T8, mm-hmm. a guy that a lot of people pick, former Masters champion. Um, tied with Corey Connors, who made an ace, which was awesome. Great, great Canadian player. It was awesome. My Canadian boy. Uh he had a lot of TV coverage. He is an incredible, incredible ball striker. Uh, yes. Um, okay, so words. Like you said before, um, my picks, DJ, Big Zero, same with you. Rom and JT, those were the difference makers between you and I. I had Rom, you had uh, Jordan Spieth, and so the difference between that was a mere, you won $786,000 to my 556 So. You, you did get a couple hundred thousand uh, on me, which which isn't. It could have been a lot worse, like you said. The sixty six saved me in the six figures. So, um, and as far as the overall standings between you and I, words that that did give you a, a little bit bigger lead than you had before. But um, the guys that actually played very well, the the winner of the Masters Championship and a three hundred dollar payout from Venmo, Ryan Ford, aka Ford. Uh, he had Xander Shoffley, Jordan Spieth, 
and Justin Thomas for a mere $1.4 million. And here's what's crazy about that words. He won by $4,600. I saw that. Yeah, there was a razor-thin margin up at the top. So congratulations, 40. And the guy that had his heart ripped out of his goddamn chest, who just turned 40 years old yesterday, my cousin Julian Fuller, Lacey Underall, um, after that, there was a slight drop-off, couple hundred grand, uh, four-way tie for third. Sal's been on fire. Just give me one more Chez. He's there with Stingers, the Van Buren boys, Andrew Ward, and what's for dessert? Uh, Trip's dad at number seven, Dr. Sketch Brooks Perry at number eight, and the red-hot picker from Dallas, Lebowski's Achiever at number nine. Um, and then I'll give a shout out to the three-way tie at 10 LBBC BH, Brad Hondros, our dog, Ryan store and Molly Kurd has been red hot the last couple of weeks. She was tied for 10 as well. That's right. Nice picking. As far as the overall standings go words, there's not a ton of change, but as far as the top three are concerned, Nathan, Nathan Wilson hold is still number one, two shot par Edward Haru's up one to number two. Good shot. bud. Zach Holland is back in the top three up two spots. Uh, Jay Black, Jordan Blackbird falls two spots to number four. Keegan's bestie, again, the bitchy boy of the week last week for not picking. Uh, he falls to number five. Market eight dude, Trevor Randall, holds steady at six. My sister, only English with an ace, is at a personal best seventh now. Just give me one more Chez. Austin Salamone <laughs> is inside the top ten at number eight. And then uh, two guys stay put at nine and ten, Ross Gilbert and Ron Swanson. Austin Winsett. Just give me one Chez. Yeah, that's <laughs> one of the be- that's one of the best. Still not even sure what it quite means, but <laughs> I, I do love it. So words, uh, you didn't move. You were one of the few guys that didn't move a spot, which is actually probably a good thing. I, I you're still at number fifty two. I dropped six spots to number sixty. So as I mentioned before, now you have just nearly uh, it's about a two hundred eighty thousand dollar advantage over me in the fantasy rankings. Very good, Johnny. Well, what do you want to do? Should we casting couch real quick before we uh, take it on over to the coast? I don't know. Casting couch. What happened? <laughs> Ca- Pr- Prince Philip's dead. No, casting couch. This is a new. DMX is dead. No, this is a new. This is a new segment. Who died this week? <laughs> right. Okay. Who died since the last show? <laughs> Prince Philip, just short of his hundredth birthday. What, like a few days, right? Ah, poor, ba- poor bastard. He looked dead for the last ten years. I was really kind of, I mean, like it's any of our fucking business or anything, but I don't know why I took it so personally that like they gave him a, a 99-year-old man heart surgery, like three or four days, like open heart surgery. Like, you guys are fucking cruel. Just let the poor man go. I mean, shit. Uh, I don't know. Anyways. The poor bastard, uh, they can only have, uh, what, like 30 people at the funeral I saw, so they're going to put it on television. It's going to be about as exciting as when... <laughs> Those two fucking traitors, Harry and Megan, got married. <laughs> so we all know that Megan was the real culprit of this. She's the one that really killed him. Uh, X gonna give it to you, DMX. That is very, very, very OD'd. sad. Steve. Fifty years old, and so I, I, from what I understand, he OD'd on crack. So that's kind of cool. That is. Um, I will say though, like if if I'm ever in the hospital, like holding on, Je, if there's any way, like I'll give you half of whatever is going to Jenny and Wheezy. I'll give you half, and you just like go find a biker club to pull up and like, give me a rally outside the hospital, and be like, man, that Edwards guy, he must be some badass. <laughs> They're gonna do that, and then I'm gonna say, oh yeah, no, no, he promised, he promised to give me half, Jenny. Pull the fucking plug, pull the plug, <laughs> <laughs> pull that goddamn plug on him. 
<laughs> yeah. Hey, who wants to host the show now? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and that would be that thing. I'd be on my deathbed. Hey, hey J.E., the show stops now. <laughs> it does not go on. You're done. I love that. The microphones are buried with me. I, I will say uh, on the DMX front, one of my favorite movies in like the early 2000s was Cradle to the Grave, and it was with the number two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. DMX like hits in a high-speed chase on a four uh, four-wheeler. And I think uh, Jet Li, yes, Jet Li was in the movie. That's tight. <laughs> it was it was a sick movie. Um, who else? Bernie Madoff. Oh, yeah, the crook. He died today. <laughs> today, fresh off the presses. He was still in jail, right? Oh yeah, he tried yeah. to get out. Be like, yo, my kidneys, I'm I'm gonna die. I got 18 months, and the judge was like, uh uh uh. Oh, so he only had 18 months left to serve. No, he had he had the rest of his life to serve. He had oh. only had 18 months to live when oh, he went okay. to the judge with this. <laughs> okay. And the judge was like, no, you're going to die in prison, not at home. Yeah, well, that's what you get for defrauding your investors out of, what, like $65 billion? Mm, something like that. And, like, ruined the Mets. Or, actually, the Mets were already ruined. Meet the Mets. The, l- yeah. the last good thing that happened to the Mets was your boy uh, Mookie Wilson hitting it through Buckner's legs. <laughs> right? <laughs> Was that like game six of the World Series? Yeah, Mookie Wilson. I don't know. Yeah, but it was Mookie when, Wilson. When Daryl Strawberry and Dwight Gooden were doing, you know. Yak. A bunch of yak there was kind of the heyday. Hell yes. I mean, fuck. That was like the mid-80s, and they were fucking toot-skied out of their mind. And both of them were just like the goats. Like They were the D- Dwight Gooden was one of the greatest of all time, easily. <laughs> At 20. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Bernie Madoff <laughs> <laughs> wrote their checks, man. Oh, R.I.P. All right. Anyone so, else? Uh, I don't. I don't think nobody else worth mentioning. Let's I don't see think. The, what's on TMZ? Oh yeah, Aaron. Aaron Donald kicked the shit out of someone. <laughs> man, does that surprise you that he would have beat the shit out of anyone that <laughs> fucked with him? Maybe like one. Like well. There's not one person in the NFL I would at least want to get in a fight with than him. Yeah, I agree. I just Google searched who died this week. <laughs> oh, what's funny is the pictures that show up. It's Sean Connery and Regis Philbin. I think they died like months ago. <laughs> so. All right. Okay. Anyways. Good segment. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, Can't wait to keep that going. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take it to the coast. The RBC Heritage? Yes. RBC Heritage, <laughs> not the Wells Fargo. You know, why don't you go fuck yourself? <laughs> I knew it was a bank. <laughs> exactly. Davis Love has won this tournament like Wells a million Fargo, times. Wells Fargo, oh, fuck it. Yeah, Davis Love's won this one. It's the only fucking thing he's won in his life. <laughs> Except for that one loser PGA Tour, or PGA he has. It was, yeah, that was a loser event for sure. I'm, I'm sure Davis Love's in the field. Like They need to stop giving him sponsors exemptions to bullshit like this. He's got three or four starts this year. I don't understand how that does work. He was in Hawaii. Do you remember that? Yeah. At the Sony, and he he dropped like a seventy-seven, and then he was he was fly fishing in the ocean, like off the seventeenth green, big time grandpa status. I'll tell you. I'll tell you how he gets invites. He gets invites the same way his fucking bastard son Davis Love the Fourth Drew Love was getting starts like three years ago. If you remember that. Yeah. He sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I shot seventy eight this weekend and thought I played great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I am gonna start signing up for the big boy amateur <laughs> events, you sons of bitches. Until I embarrassingly like show up and shoot like a hundred. <laughs> well, that's it happens. Yes. 
All right, featured groups. Featured groups, words. Pete Dye course. It's hard. It's tight. All right, words. Uh, featured group number one. Some past champions here, minus one of them. Brendan Grace. He's he's playing with Kitcher. Who's won here, what, several times? Yeah. Three times, maybe? That may, yeah, something like that. I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and, uh, the Englishman, the the guy who's been playing steady all year, Matt, Matthew Fitzpatrick, aka Matt Fitzpatrick. Now, yeah, I looked at it. Did not did not pull the trigger on Fitzpatrick though. Fitzmagic. I I think he'll be a popular pick this week, but I'm there's there's surprisingly a deeper field than I was expecting, and and I'm gonna say that with prefacing that before I mention this next group. Because the number one player in the fucking world is playing this week, and DJ South Carolina, he he, I guess loves playing this tournament because he he's just a two hour away uh, drive from like maybe fucking his high school girlfriend or even some college chicks. He know he knows cocaine dealers in the area. Like I don't know why the fuck else he's playing in this shit a week after the Masters. He was an old, <laughs> is he an RBC guy still? Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, That's RBC. It. That's why. And because there's coke dealers and hot chicks yeah, that he can easily bang nearby. Paulina flew home this weekend. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Um, yeah, she bad. she wasn't sticking around Augusta to watch him fucking put the jacket on. I don't want to totally give it up to myself, but I I do want to say, and Je's nodding here. An hour after we recorded the show last week, I texted him and say I hate our DJ picks. Yeah, but DJ is one guy. I'll, I'll go down with that ship any day. Same that golden nose ship. I'll say now that I've picked DJ twice for a combined like $45,000 and that was only because the WGC at concession was a fucking no cut event. So, <laughs> um, obviously I laid off of him this week, save him, save him for once he starts playing a hell of a lot better, uh, than what he showed as of late, but he's playing with a little whiny bitch who broke a couple clubs last week, or at least pounded the shit out of his bag. <laughs> Billy Horschel. Oh, Billy Horschel. He also, um... Yeah, he slipped and with wearing white pants and looked like he had a nice, a nice doo doo stain. Nice on him. shit burger. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> give them all a nice big shit burger to eat. I will say, you know, two weeks after winning the WGC, for him to fucking just, I just think that Billy Horschel is such a fucking phony. Like he tries to put on this persona of like being a cool guy and like beloved by fans, but he's a little whiny bitch. We've always known that. So, um, laid off him. But he plays with fire, John. <laughs> I, I just play with a lot of fire. I mean, always. I always play with fire until my mama said not to. Um, the third guy, though, the kid. It's a matter of time before the kid wins, but after last week, I just don't know if he's got enough juice left in the tank. So, I don't know why I don't have the balls to take him. Um, yeah, I did not, though. Okay, this sets up great words because... The Maybe a little Masters hangover. <laughs> I just think that for Will Zalatoris to go do what he did, have the pre more press than he's probably ever, 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 ever had, or maybe even fucking dreamed of, for him to come back and win this week would be absolutely fucking remarkable. Has he missed a cut this year? I don't, I don't know that stat. Why don't, why don't you get on that? <laughs> oh, John... Oh, you know what? I've got his fucking page pulled up right here from whenever I figured out he lied and said he weighed 165 pounds. <laughs> uh, Will Zalatoris. The last cut that he missed, words, was back in October at the Sanderson Farms. Yeah, has made every cut he's played every, yeah, this year. And, yeah, and the two events before that in this, quote, season, 
the two events before he missed the cut. T6 at the U.S. Open, T8 the next week at the uh, Corrales. So he's doing just fine. Um, yeah, I, I didn't I didn't pick the kid either, um, unfortunately. But I that like I, like I was leading into, I think that's because you and I are going to be on possibly some of the same guys and definitely the guy in the head lighting the next group. The horse for the course, Webb Simpson. Um, he's going to be the the guy that everyone picks this week. I was stunned to see 71 players last week pick JT. I think we're looking at something crazy like that. I mean, it'll be in the 50s of how many people take Webb. I'm on him. I'm on him. <clears throat> and then the other guy, though, this guy is coming in with a hell of a lot of, uh, I guess, momentum. Corey Connors, top nine last week or top eight last week. As you mentioned, great ball striker. This course sets up for guys that hit the ball down the middle and hit greens, and that's what Corey fucking Connors does. I laid off him. <laughs> same. Okay. So we are on the same guys. Probably so. So the third guy in this group, though, Paul Casey! This would be the week to take Paul because next week is the Valspar, and if you know anything about fucking golf in pool, a boy pool, you're on Paul for the Valspar. Um. But yeah, no, I didn't take him. <laughs> uh, long story short, I'm off. Next week's the Zurich. Um, oh, fuck <laughs> you, but, but then it's the Valspar. I knew audio was coming up. Yeah, it is. It is. Paul. Paul will be there in two weeks. No, next week is when we all take Ryan Palmer, right? Yes, because <laughs> he's playing Palmer wrong. wrong. <laughs> um, okay, so that this is even worse than I thought. Um, all right, the next featured group words in the last one we have. Colin Morikawa, he's playing with Patrick Cantlay and Sergio Garcia. Ooh. I will say that Colin Morikawa is my alternate pick. He's a guy, this course sets up for the iron players, and he is one of the best in the world. So um, it's a good pick, but I just don't know if his putter can get back to the where it was at the WGC a few weeks ago. I think that was a kind of a flash in the pan with him trying something new. So... I'm going to have to see a little bit more out of Morikawa, and I also think he's a guy you might want to save towards the end of the year in some of these other big tournaments. So mm, Interesting. Um, interesting theory. And after Patrick Cantlay's week last week, it was very hard to have any faith with him, and I think you've already picked him, what, three times? Mm, I don't know. I've picked him a couple times, so I'm, I'm going to save those for late. Definitely the Shriners, <laughs> where he always plays well. Um, and then Sergio, I actually thought about taking Sergio this week. Again, sets up for a great iron player, and Sergio is, is that. You know, I thought he was going to be kind of take some of the WGC momentum into Augusta, and boy, was I wrong. Yeah. So uh, He didn't miss the cut by much. but No, no, he didn't. Um, so, yeah, words, that's the featured group. So uh, we're both on Webb Simpson. Now our fate is in each other's hands. You or me first. I'm on Burger. Okay. We're not on the same three players. Yeah. And the kind of the stat that I liked about that one was he obviously won at Pebble Beach this year, and the green complexes here this week are the only ones um, smaller than the ones at Pebble Beach that he played. It's Bermuda grass when he's going to be putting on. That's what he was. He was really shitty at Augusta with his flat stick. He was still striking the ball like he does. And so I'm going to take a flyer on Mr. Daniel Berger. So when they restarted last year, uh, obviously the Colonial was the first tournament back where Berger seemingly was completely under the radar, wins that fucking ugly plaid jacket. Uh, the very next week at the RBC Heritage, T3. So 
he's proven he can play this place. It's a good pick. Good. I didn't know that. Um, so my pick that um, I was going to think that you were on, I'm going with the little bulldog. He played his way in. Uh, he played his way into the match play with a T third at the players. He finishes T five at the match play to get into the Masters. I'm going with Brian Harmon. He finished tied for twelfth at the Masters. Hits the ball down the middle, and he's a great putter. He's got to hit greens, obviously too. But this course sets up for a guy like Brian Harmon. Yeah, I'm on him, fucker. Okay, I thought you were going to be on Abe, um, no. who finished who finished second here last year. So my third pick. With that being said, <laughs> with that being said, if the boy list was expanded to five, I'm going with one of my boys. <laughs> I'm going with Cam Smith. Yeah, nice pick. Um, he he's again in the last five starts, his worst finish is T17. Um, I, he's gonna win one of these. He won the Sony, I guess, a couple years ago, but he's due for another win, and he's got too much talent to not get something going to where he's gonna be a factor in some of the next big major tournaments coming up. I'm going with Cam Smith this week. Good pick. So the difference between you and I, we're both on Webb and we're both on Harmon. You've got Burger you, v. Smith. Burger v, v. Cam Smith, which, shit, if there's a fucking matchup bet on any of these websites like DraftKings or whatever it might be, that might be an even pick. That's Those are two guys trending in the right direction. We really know what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that that's uh, another week words where we're on two guys and hoping <laughs> hoping that one guy that you're on that I'm not chokes the fuck out of their uh, game. Excuse me. If we listen back on that, I think the sexual innuendos are really... Choke the fuck out of that motherfucker. I hope he deep throats him. Hard and heavy on that one. Both on two guys. Here we go. <laughs> Did you hear Words and J.E. were both on the same guys? <laughs> hole and none was hot this week. Uh, hole in everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, well... That was fun. Good rundown, Johnny. Yeah, I will say it'll be a roll of the dice if I'm watching golf on Sunday. We'll see. I might just be partying. No, Ricky's coming in town. So that means we're not going to watch golf, right? Probably not. Okay. But that's okay. We'll still do the show all the same, right? We'll act like we did. Yeah. (laughs) We'll we'll watch the golf channel before we go to bed Sunday night. Yeah, J.E. Chambly. (laughs) Thanks. All right. You got any other parting words of wisdom for everyone out there? No. Avoid our shit picks is all I can say. Thanks for listening. We love you. Rory sucks. Keep your head down. You can't drink like me. You can't smoke like me. Let's party together. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. In your life have you seen anything like that?